Hello, Ali from Empire here, and welcome to another special spoiler-filled Empire podcast. As promised, here are some wise words from Marvel head honcho Kevin Feige that only people who've watched Avengers Assemble will want to hear. In other words, if you haven't watched any Avengers Assembling recently, please press pause now. Still with us? Great stuff. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the next 12 minutes or so of marvellous spoilery goodness, as hosted by our very own Helena Horror and James Dyer. Now, at the very end of the film, post-credits, yes. we see Thanos, Thanos the Mad Thanos, Titan. The Mad Titan. I'm the only one who recognised him. Guy in front of me thought it was Hellboy. I was like, that's the wrong, <laughs> that's the wrong franchise. I have to say, actually, in the, in the screening last night, at the very end, that happened, obviously. Yes. And there was just one guy at the back of the sc- cinema who shouted really excitedly, Thanos! Was, was it you? Hit, no, it wasn't me, but I will tell you something. That is, that's, why the, that's why we can do things like that. Yeah. The majority of the movie-going audience probably does not know who Thanos is. Just like the majority of the movie-going audience probably didn't know Thor's hammer. Mm. Might not even have known. They knew Sam Jackson, but they didn't know why he was wearing a long leather coat and an eye patch. <laughs> um, but I learned early on, and frankly, it was X-Men 2, when Brian Singer put the great... I love, I love X-Men 2 is one of my favorite Marvel movies. Mm. And that ending, where we're going over the water, where Jean Grey has sacrificed mm. herself to get the X-Jet uh, into the air, and and uh, in a, in a uh, homage to uh, Star Trek II, we have the deceased character, Jean Grey, doing the voiceover of sort of, uh, uh, you know, what is, what is uh, was, uh, you know, sort of the motto of the X-Men or whatever that yeah. Patrick Stewart had said in the opening of the first one. And at the very end of her, of her lines, there's a little glimmer over the water and you hear a little bird. Most people would never necessarily mm. know what that was. But there were, there were always enough people on each screening that I attended who went, oh my God, oh no, that's, it's Phoenix. They're yeah. setting up Dark Phoenix. That I learned, it does. All you need is one. Yeah. All you need is one person in the back of the theater to go. Oh, it's Thanos! <laughs> For people to start going, who's? Oh, that uh, must mean something. Who, who's that? And they start to learn. They start to dig deeper, uh, which is why you know we love to do things like that. Mm. It starts to expand the sort of knowledge of. It excites people who know who these characters are, and it intrigues people who don't. So obviously, queuing up the three hundred billion dollar Avengers to the Infinity Gauntlet movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the fun thing is, you know, certainly with that tag. You don't know where they'll pop up again, right? They're, they're, mm. It's not quite as connected to uh, the way Thor connected right into uh, right, the the uh, tag on Iron Man two connected right into the Thor yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, so so we'll see. But certainly we have introduced him in a big way into the cinematic universe. Now I thought I spotted another couple of people who might become important. Mm-hmm. Um, there was somebody called Senator Boynton who appeared on the TV screen at the end. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> okay, or maybe not. <laughs> And there were also a couple of there were a couple of lingering glances at an, an actress called Ashley Johnson, who appears to be uh, a waitress in one scene. Is that something that you're setting up, or is that just because she's a Whedonite? Oh, she's a Whedonite. Okay. Yes, <laughs> and she and and it's uh, we wanted you know a, a, just a normal person to have mm. to be able to reflect on on the events of the movie and to and to sort of showcase their gratitude for the Avengers, mm. and and she is the character that does it. But you you never know. She was making eyes at uh, at Steve Rogers. She definitely was. I yes. thought there was there was a little connection there. <laughs> yes. You know, we had something of a debate in the office about the Hulk because obviously, when you see him on the helicopter, helicarrier, he's the um, he's the rage monster that we're yes. very familiar with. Yes. But then you get to see, and it's that line, you know, I'm always angry. You get to see that line that maybe this is a glimpse at a slightly more focused, more controlled Hulk. I mean, is that something that might be setting up how you'd approach another Hulk movie? I think so. I mean, the truth is we've only we've spent so much time to get the Hulk working in Avengers mm-hmm. that we've only just starting any conversations about his next his next appearance. But frankly, that was something we started the very last frame of of the Incredible Hulk 
was Bruce Banner sort of looking up yeah, and having a bit of a glint a, in his eye and what does that mean and we always intended it to mean any number of things but one of them perhaps being a greater sense of control mm. over it mm. and for people who've seen the movie and hopefully only people who've seen the movie <laughs> or listening to this um, we think that I mean Joss sort of wrote the character like he uh He's got a sense of control over it. There's a little Loki manipulation occurring on the helicarrier there and that, and the scepter that mm. he has sort of affecting all of them slightly, pushing them in the directions Loki wants them to go. And when that uh, uh, connection is, is broken and lost by the end of the movie, uh, and he's much more in control, I think, is where you see, is where you see a, a Hulk that can you know, still be unpredictable and still be <laughs> extremely uh, monstrous, but who can stand back-to-back -back with some mm. of the other characters. Uh Barely. Speaking of unpredictable, uh, I think everybody was talking about the sucker punch. Oh yes. Um, <laughs> yes. Hulk. I mean, that got. I mean, it, this was actually a very funny film. I've seen comedies that were less funny than yeah. this film, but that got probably the biggest laugh of the entire day. It, it's fun to see in various screenings. There's slightly different things that get the biggest responses, mm. and that's always usually one of them. And that was all Joss, and I think that was in Joss's first draft of uh, of the script, which I think was a commentary on. Oh, you think the Hulk is completely in control? guess again <laughs> right he's still unpredictable he still can't quite keep it keep it all uh, inside mm. that's genius that and ragdoll loki yes genius oh, yes. yeah that was amazing <laughs> and also uh, no this, this is another loki moment and, and i think it's actually quite a joss whedon moment loki uses an incredibly rude word and gets away with it uh, as regards the you know the rating and the, yes. the film and everything i, I was is that just Surprise. because Joss Whedon has a better vocabulary than the censors? He, uh, Joss Whedon has a spectacular vocabulary. <laughs> I will tell you this, in America, and particularly on the on the production team of the Avengers, mm -hmm. we didn't know what that word meant. I think Jeremy, <laughs> I think Jeremy looked it up at one point after a couple of the takes. I wonder what that, oh! <laughs> but it's sort of, uh, yeah, it's in, it's in every version of the movie. <laughs> the MPAA it, clearly didn't know what it meant either, so. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, well, I always sort of stuff sounded like wench or, mm. or something. Uh, which is what I'll still choose to believe. It means. <laughs> we'll just ignore reality there. And you killed Phil. Well, Phil Coulson's. You, you know, I, I we love the notion that a character, such an unexpected character, becomes the heart and soul of kind of all six of these mm. movies, and in particular the Avengers. And, and I love how it sort of represents the entire, frankly, the last five years of what we've been working on at Marvel Studios, six years, seven years, of taking little ideas that can grow and get bigger and bigger and taking unexpected turns uh, over, the, over the course of, uh, of the films. And Clark Gregg's performance as, uh, as, uh, as uh, Agent Coulson has just been great and was, you know, just sort of a plot device that was used in, in early drafts of Iron Man 1. Mm. But he was so good, we sort of kept adding mm. scenes and gave him, gave him that just call a shield moment at the end of, of Iron Man 1 with Gwyneth um, uh, and, and sort of was our link in the Thor film to uh, Earth and to, and to the broader Marvel world. We knew we wanted to do away with somebody, frankly, and, and Joss, <laughs> we pitched Joss on the notion of killing Coulson. And the first thing he said was, you know they're going to blame me. You know I have that <laughs> reputation of killing beloved characters. He killed Wash. We can't forgive right, that. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, and, and we said, you know, if you, if, you can, if you can do this one more time for us, we'd appreciate it because we wanted the stakes to be real. Mm. We wanted, as you said, there's a lot of comedy in the movie, but we wanted there to be stakes. And, and that is the emotional turning point of the whole movie and what finally gets them to stop bickering and sort of join, join together. And in my favorite moment of the movie, right after uh, Bruce says, uh, reveals that his secret to keeping it under control is that he's always angry, punches the Leviathan, causes all of them to team up together, screaming right in the face of the alien that's screaming down at them. You're like, it's on, and I'm not sure they're going to win because we've already killed off one of the most beloved characters. So, you know, what's going to happen next? Mm. So it was 
we didn't want to do it just for any sort of shock value. We wanted it to resonate and, and be a and be a you know a, a tribute to to the role that he's played in all these movies. Now, where are you kind of going to go from here? I mean, obviously, Thor two is already underway. Iron well, we Man start, three. Yeah, we start filming Iron Man three. Uh, you know, five weeks from now, and it'll be even less time when people are oh. listening to this. So it's it's coming up fast. And then Thor two is on the way. There, we've got Alan Taylor. Is Alan Taylor is yeah. uh, is uh, here in uh, London, where we're going to be filming the next Thor film, shooting that at the end of the summer. And we've announced a release date on the next Captain America film, which will be in uh, early uh, early summer, April uh, twenty fourteen. Um, and I can't talk too much about that, but we've already sort of revealed that that his story, more than any others, will will sort of jump off right from the end of uh, of Avengers. Okay, he's the only one that can't go home again. Tony goes back to California. Uh, Thor goes back to uh, to the various nine realms, and he can't. You know, Captain uh, cannot go back in time. See, I was a little bit disappointed. I thought maybe Thor. I mean, space travels pretty much time travel the way he does mm-hmm. it. So mm-hmm. he could totally fix that, couldn't he? The Thor could get Cap back yeah. there. Yeah. Maybe someday, but you know, so much of his journey and so much of of the of the Steve Roger character in the comics is about him being a man yeah. out of time and about him being. Those were the big debates we had about the first movie, and we had always sort of. I've said this before. We've always we always sort of assumed that a Captain America movie would be half in the past, half in the present, mm. and we did that in early drafts, and it just it wasn't working. You didn't get enough. It was all, it was too Star Spangled Man, not enough Steve. Mm. Mm. Skinny Steve. So we so we did it all. Period. Now we're excited to explore that man out of time much more. Avengers, frankly, takes place over such a condensed time period. It's only a few days, um, and the world is going to end. So he doesn't get a lot of time to to, uh, uh, to deal with his uh, with him being a fish out of hmm. water. We'll, we'll deal more of that in the next movie. That was very cute, though. His moment about oh, I get that reference. Yeah, <laughs> he's all excited. Yeah, some, it, finally something he that recognizes. was good. You know, we we really wanted, and we told Joss, and I think the, what Joss was most excited about is we said we want Avengers to be a part one. Mm-hmm. Avengers is an origin story. When when anyone asks Joss who's the leader, who's the main character, he says the team. He says it is it's an origin story of that team. We didn't want it to be a, a pseudo sequel to any of the other movies necessarily. Uh, wanted to be a wanted to be a part one. So we didn't spend a lot of time catching people up on who they on who they were. I think Joss did a spectacular job of in every introductory introductory scene, you get enough it's all you need to know. And when you meet Steve, he's clearly not you know he's he's not a uh, uh, perfectly content individual, he's struggling with something. But we didn't know if those jokes would play. Mm. He doesn't know, he doesn't recognize uh, Stephen Hawking when uh, when uh, uh, Coulson references him. The flying monkeys gag. Yeah. He's so excited that he does understand that. <laughs> Wizard of Oz 1939, he saw that. And they played. And it worked. You know, the audience yeah. got it enough in that first intro scene of Steve that they understand, you know, he's been away for 70 years. Mm. I mean, just all the jokes, honestly. Rock of Ages, Shakespeare in the Park, <laughs> Point Break. Uh, I was totally there, loving it. One other thing that I spotted in the credits at the end, um, Alexis Steniov was was in there as the other. So was he the leader of the... Because I didn't recognize him under the makeup. Was he the leader of the... Yes. Chitauri? He, that's exactly right. Okay. He was the he was the person that Loki was was dealing with and was sort of the uh, the uh, uh, front man for Thanos. And they were, they were, I think I'm right in saying, just an invented race for the film. Well, Chitauri no. is from the Ultimates. That, oh, is it? Uh, yeah, oh, that, that okay. word. And, and, and while there's shapeshifters in the comic, we did not want it. There was mm. enough going on in this movie to, to have shapeshifters <laughs> in the mix. So really, that that was... They were always conceived as Loki's army. They were always mm. conceived as Loki 
having spun off from the from uh, from Asgard, clearly had some misadventures out there on his own until he met and teamed up with these people, and and, and that was the main purpose mm-hmm. for them. But we we called them the Chitari to to tip our hat to Ultimus, which was which was a big inspiration mm-hmm. for the movie. And I mean, you know, Thor too. Do you think you're going to go back to Loki as as the antagonist there? Because personally, I'd like to see Tom Hiddleston, you know, stay in employment. He's yeah, it's, he's it'd fun. be a shame to see the back of him. Me, uh, you and me both. I think Tom, <laughs> you know, Loki is such an amazing character. Mm. Hiddleston is such a spectacular actor. We've just come from the Moscow premiere, um, where uh, almost the entire cast was there, all you know, getting amazing receptions. But I started looking and seeing the majority of the people that had signs, they were Loki signs. Loki's army. We, they lo- I mean, it is amazing. And I, and, I, and I love it. I love that people who had no idea who Loki was before now sort of love this uh, embodiment as portrayed by Hiddleston. Mm-hmm. So, so certainly we have plans for him in, in the next Thor movie, but, but uh, hopefully in un- unexpected ways. Okay, cool. Yeah, I have to say, he, he came in for a web chat and broke the web chat. There were did, too many yes. people. He oh, really? Yeah. the web chat. That's great. Yeah. Our most popular visitor ever, I think. So. He's amazing. Hiddlestonites. He's <laughs> amazing. Loki's army. Yeah, that's what it was. Absolutely. All right, well, um, thank you very right. much. Thank you. Thank you very Excellent. much. Thanks so much.